Hi, I'm Cindy Wilson. I'm a people and organization development professional, and I'm passionate about the capacity of human beings and what that means for organizations. I started this podcast with the aim of working with industry experts to share their knowledge and to provide exposure and opportunities for individual growth and development. I want to better our experience in organizations, and this work can only start with the individual. Join me on Leading the Ship as we chart this journey of growth and self-actualization together. Whether it's due to COVID-19, economic downturn, or some other environmental situation that impacts an organization, leadership in the midst of crisis is no walk in the park. Organizational stakeholders look to you as the leader more than ever to keep the ship steady, to either ride out the storm or possibly even thrive and grow. The skills and mental fortitude needed to be a leader during times of crisis are skills that are honed by experience, as well as by following the advice of those who have stood the test of time. And who better to provide such advice other than a leader whose main purpose is to support his clients through both individual and organizational crises. I was honored when Dale McLeod agreed to sit with me to chat about how he has been able to steer his career and his team throughout this ongoing crisis and others realizing continued growth along the way. Known as the most prolific top producer in the Caribbean, Dale is a branch manager with Guardian Life and the Managing Director of Krat Investments Limited. Not only has he run a successful agency, but he has also continued to be a top producer himself, setting the pace for his unit managers and agents. He has the distinction of being the Caribbean's most successful producer ever, is a certified financial planner, and is highly recognized as one of the leading financial services advisors and salespersons in Trinidad and Tobago. Dale was also appointed to serve on the Million Dollar Roundtable Top of the Table Advisory Board, a Caribbean milestone since he's the first Caribbean national to be invited to serve in this capacity. He is the first and only person in the Caribbean to have qualified for the MDRT Top of the Table 25 times. He is also very humble and I can tell from my conversation with him, very steadfast in his understanding of self and what he wants to accomplish. Okay, so today I have with me Mr. Dale McLeod, um, and Dale has been described as one of the most, if not the most top prolific top producers in the Caribbean, in the insurance industry. And, and Dale, I just want to get from you in your own words, who is Dale McLeod? Okay, so Dale McLeod 
um, is um, a young man, I'll stick with that, um, although some may dispute that fact, um, who was born in Tobago, came to Trinidad, joined the insurance industry many years ago after um, what I would consider to be to have been a successful career in um, various uh, sales areas um, over the years. Um, I have, I would say, a passion for serving people. And so my, my focus um, over the years have always been on making sure that my clients' uh, uh, needs are best taken care of. Um, that has, has been my focus. And um, I think that in a significant way has accounted for my success over the years because my clients always look out for me. And I thank them so, so much for that. Well, that purpose surely does match the industry that you're in, um, given the, the understanding of what insurance is for people and how it can serve people. But um, you said that you started off in sales, um, you know, many years ago and decided yeah. to join the insurance industry. You've been extremely, extremely successful and your brand, um, just your personal brand is something that is extremely recognizable as well in the local landscape. What thought did you give into in terms of your personal brand and what you wanted to be known for? Well, um, from ever since I always, well, I just say recognizing the fact that um, insurance um, personnel, uh, by and large, did not necessarily have the best track record. Um, the, the industry has been riddled with stories about persons doing business with agents and the agents disappearing literally after having done business. And from the onset, uh, actually, when I joined the industry, I had two primary goals. One was to become the Trinidad and Tobago's number one agent. Um, that was so, in other words, where I am today is not something that happened by chance. It was a goal that I had set way back then. And secondly, I wanted to be seen in a different light by the persons uh, with whom I had the privilege of doing business. So from the onset, I wanted to make sure that I established a brand um, that was driven by quality service. And I have always stood by that. And that's really what it, is, what it has been about. Okay, so you, you're you a managing director um, of an organization right now that supports a, a, a I'm sure, pretty hefty clan base in an extremely competitive industry, what, you know, without giving out your competitive advantage too much, what has been the driver for the success of your firm and the agents that work with you? Well, I always try to instill the same practices um, that I have embraced over the years in my agents. Um, we have at the present point in time approximately 70 agents that work in the agency. And um, I try very hard to inculcate in them the, the whole mindset, um, a mindset that surrounds service um, so that 
I I want them to understand that this is not just about uh, going out there and selling a product. It is really about providing service and solving problems. Um, my agents will tell you that um, I always tell them that um, people don't necessarily have a particular, a particular affinity for salespersons, but they love people who are, could, are seen as problem solvers. So if you could identify with that, if you could project yourself as a problem solver, then certainly that makes um, the whole process a lot more attractive in the eyes of the client. Uh, so that's basically um, what has been our primary focus as opposed to um, it being one driven by sales per se. Of course, we want the sales because that's how we pay our bills um, like any other organization. But at the end of the day, it is more important in my mind to establish a relationship with your clients, one uh, that allows them to feel um, and know that you are looking out for them. In other words, to use a local phrase that we could all relate to, that is that we have their back. Um, and that's the, the message I try to get, not just myself, but uh, my agents to carry when they go out there um, to meet with anyone who they, who they intend to build a relationship with as a client. Well, again, you know, just looking at the success of your organization and, and you personally, um, you have gotten to maybe what might, some might consider to be the pinnacle of, uh, of your career or career in that, in that field. But I, I realize that you still continue to be a top producer um, and you know, that has not necessarily stopped. So why do you continue to um, actively engage and produce and not just you know, leave that to your team? I'll answer you this way. Um, first and foremost, um, you know, a lot of individuals uh, believe in embracing the whole concept of um, comfort. So they aim in life to um, become comfortable. Um, that has never been my mindset because I believe comfort breeds complacency. And so I, 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 I I continue to set goals for myself, and obviously those goals will include the goals for my organization, and we are driven by those all the time. So at any point in time, I could tell you about a whole long list of things that I want to, to accomplish, um, and, and it is my intention to continue along those lines for as long as I live, because I don't want at any point in time to... Um, embrace the concept of complacency. You know, it's really interesting because you mentioned um, earlier on in the conversation that you set, when you first started off, you set that goal and intention for yourself to be a top producer. And now, and now you're talking about even though you've reached that and, and more, you continue to set goals for yourself and your organization. So. I'm assuming then, you know, that the whole idea of goal setting and intention setting is important to you and how you live your life in general? Certainly, um, because at the end of the day, um, 
if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up somewhere else. I'm sure you've heard that statement before. Um, so you need, all of us need to have a clear um, indication of the path that we intend to follow uh, in pursuit of a specific set of outcomes. Um, and that's what goal setting is really all about. So you want to make sure that you have that light post ahead of you that clearly defines where um, you're going, what exactly is your destination. Um, but obviously, you have to recognize that they, there's going to be a lot of work and effort that, that, is going, that needs to be put into all of that. And um, that's basically the process that you need to follow. So um, down to the last agent in my operation understands that um, you cannot operate like headless chickens. You have to have a goal. You have to know exactly where you're going. That is what is going to keep us driven. Otherwise, the temptation to probably um, lie in bed for another hour, maybe another two hours, um, when in fact there's action going on out there, um, that is more than likely what is going to happen. So the, the goal that we have is what is going to literally drag us out of, out of bed on those, especially on those occasions when you're really feeling like staying and taking another hour sleep or another two hours sleep. Yeah, most definitely. And well, so COVID-19 comes on the scene now. Um, we are in the midst of this pandemic. Nobody could have predicted it. And I'm sure you would have had particular goals for yourself and your organization that uh, may have been impacted by, the, um, by this pandemic. How have you navigated yourself and your organization through this really unprecedented time that we're going through? Okay, so I, like everyone else, um, COVID wasn't something that one, we anticipated, or two, we welcomed. However, as soon as I got to that point where I recognized that COVID is going to be around for a while, I asked myself, what are the things I need to do differently in order to ensure that my goals and objectives are not um, negatively impacted in any significant way? Um, I also asked myself um, the question, um, do I need to go back and revise my goals and objectives? And uh, without much thought, the overwhelming answer that I got was, hell no, I'm not going to do that. Um, what I need to do basically is to try to figure out what opportunities are here for us, what opportunities are here for my agents, what are the things we need to do differently to be able to um, survive this pandemic. And that's where the focus has actually been. And um, I think one of the things that has worked for me also is that I have a number of um, clients because um, my market are primarily business owners and so on. And I have, so I have had extensive conversations with a lot of them, um, partly in some instances trying to, to encourage them and to push them also in the right direction, but also listening to some of the um, ideas that they may have had because um, it's really in many instances about trying to, to find the opportunities um, within the mayhem. 
and there are always opportunities if you look hard enough. And, and so that's basically where my focus has been. Um, to be very honest with you, um, our, the agency's numbers, are, um, the current numbers of the agency right now are actually a lot better than they were in 2020 and in 2019. Well, I should say 2019 because um, 2019 was the year when we had no COVID. Um, so, you know, it all comes down to mindset. And yes, um, I am not in any way trying to glorify COVID, but I'm saying um, once you look hard enough, there are going to be opportunities. And it's really just a question of figuring out what are some of the things you need to do differently in order to be able to survive in times like these. You mentioned the word mindset, which piqued my interest because, uh, um, you know, getting yourself to the correct mindset to, um, to kind of propel your success is something that doesn't come naturally for everyone. And, uh, you know, it's something that you do have to work at. How do you train your own self and, uh, you know, what kind of strategies have you used personally to train your mindset to, towards, uh, you know, seeking out the opportunities in the chaos? Let me see if I can answer the question this way. First of all, first of all, um, we as individuals have to um, embrace a positive mindset. And I will say, go further. I will go further to say that um, uh, sometimes you have to seek out a positive mindset. If you feel that um, you are being overwhelmed with some of the um, negative stuff that is circulating all around you. Um, you know, we have a beautiful thing called the internet and YouTube and so forth, where lots of information resides. All you need to do is to go look for it. You know, so sometimes um, I, I don't want you to go away feeling that um, Dale McLeod is this superhuman who isn't impacted uh, by some of the things that's happening around, who may not feel um, down on some days. But whenever you feel down, um, you just you could just go and Google something, um, some article, um, or maybe read a book, as the case may be, but some set of information that is going to help to lift your spirit. Because as human beings, sometimes we need that jolt um, to kind of drive ourselves, pull ourselves out of the, um, the, the negative mindset that, of course, tends to embrace us all at some point in time. But um, apart from all of that, of course, you as the individual have to practice to inculcate a, just what I did describe, a positive mindset, because too many of us are too inclined to embrace the stuff that is negative and question ourselves, doubt ourselves, and so forth. And that doesn't do anything for us. You know, so you have to, you have to believe in yourself, believe in your ability to rise above whatever is taking place, whatever negative stuff is taking place around you. Because if you don't do that, you're gonna die. End the story. Um, and I am not about allowing myself to fall by the wayside because of any such situation. So when COVID struck, one of the things that I understood very well is that um, within the industry that I am a part of, um, there are a number of individuals that will not survive um, COVID because uh, they're just not prepared to make the 
change. We talk about change all the time, but of course, not everyone is prepared to embrace change. I understood that there are a number of things I would have to start doing differently. So, for example, having a meeting with somebody online it was something I never did before COVID. But now my entire life is about online meetings. So I was telling somebody jokingly yesterday that I always dreamt of the day when I could go to work in a t-shirt and a short pants and probably a slipper in my foot. And COVID made that possible because when having meetings online, I could afford to do that, right? Um, but before, every day I had to put on a shirt and a tie and go to work. And that's just the way it was. Um, COVID came and all of that has changed. Uh, and I am a lot happier for that. Yeah, so you spoke about, you know, yes, so Dale does have his, his down days and so forth. And you do have to sometimes do things to kind of jolt yourself out of it. Um, you have a, a group of individuals who look up to you and look to you for guidance as their, as their MD. And they would have days like that as well. And especially right now with what everybody is going through. What do you do to keep them motivated and, and jolt them um, so that they can continue producing and you know, serving the needs of their clients? Well, first and foremost, um, I don't ever share with them anything about my dong days. So in their minds, um, I do have those, right? So uh, my dong days is something for me to deal with on a, from a personal standpoint. The minute my, one of my agents reach out to me, uh, my objective, my, uh, my obligation is to, is to keep them positive. And of course, I will try to introduce them um, to some of the same things I do for myself uh, and get them into developing and embracing those same kinds of habits. Um, because that's really what it is about. So yes, as I said, um, I may have my, my days when I might not be feeling 100% my, uh, myself, but the minute I get a call, either from one of them or it could even be from a client, um, I have to um, put on a different spin. So nobody will hear me talking about, about um, how I may have felt um, five minutes ago. Um, Call it what you want. I'm not even sure what what word I should use to describe that kind of um, uh, well maybe chameleon effect. But the fact of the matter is that the minute I have to talk to anyone about um, about the things they need to do to embrace a better future for themselves, um, all of a sudden I have to be become transformed. Uh, so I can't convey to them how I may have been feeling. And you know the irony about all this is that sometimes. Those conversations, by the time you finished with them, um, the conversation itself um, would pick you up and you recognize, hey, but look at what I've just been telling or sharing with, um, with someone. Um, then I just need to embrace that for myself and then, then I'm gone again. Understood. And earlier as well, you spoke about, you know, having to accept change um, because, you know, now we're doing all your meetings online, et cetera. How, how has the insurance industry been changing and what kinds of changes do you see um, on the horizon for the industry? Well, um, I think all that has really changed primarily is the, is the communication media. 
um, that we that we will probably um, be forced to use um, a lot more extensively going forward, and not just the insurance industry. I think the world as a whole is is embracing the whole notion of having conversations online as opposed to face to face. Because even though, even when um, COVID may um, seem to quiet down a bit, I don't believe. Um, I, I I think um, the well, what many describe as the new normal is probably going to continue for a number of years to come. Um, that's what has changed. But it, you know, as I keep telling um, individuals, and I hope, I hope um, the listeners out there will recognize that COVID hasn't removed in any way or reduced the need for us to put our ho our houses in order as far as insurance is concerned. What it in fact has done is um, create a, a, a greater demand for the services that we offer because um, we just have to look at the, the harrowing numbers in Trinidad and Tobago where, um, relative to um, the amount of persons who have died. I mean, I'm quite sure there's, there's hardly anyone who doesn't know um, someone personally who has died from, from COVID. And um, insurance really is not about taking advantage of the fact of trying to trying to um, to benefit in some way from people's misfortune, but the fact the fact of the matter is that um, these scenarios take place. People die, and COVID has been um, taken many lives. So what you basically want to do is to ensure that um, you provide families um, with the guidance that they require in terms of. Um, ensuring that in the unfortunate event that they happen to be the next person, um, that their loved ones will be well taken care of. You know, we have a saying in the industry that says, um, um, insurance is a gift of love. And what we have to do is to decide whether we want to give that gift or not. And that basically is what it is, all right? So we want to ensure that families are in a position to give that gift of love to those persons who they care about, who are near and dear to them. And that's really what it is about. So as I said before, um, COVID doesn't um, remove or reduce in any way the need for those services. In fact, it makes, makes the need even more significant. Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm, the insurance industry is the industry that deals with crisis. Um, so you all are well equipped to, to provide continued advice and, and support to, to all of us as we go through this. Um, Definitely so. What's next for, for Dale McLeod and his agency? You know, what do you, what do you have your eyes set on, if you don't mind sharing? Well, um, I, I haven't... Um, I haven't as yet expanded into into the Caribbean as yet, um, and so for now, what I will say is that that's where my eyes are set at the moment um, to hopefully expand into uh, some of our Caribbean territories. Um, yeah, um, that that's predominantly where my focus is at the moment. All right, I'd, I'd definitely love to see to see that. 
Um, and any last words of advice for other leaders who are, you know, trying to navigate this crisis with their teams? Um, you know, any lessons to learn to that you can share share with us? Um, I will simply say um, that we all need to strive to keep a positive mindset. Yes, um, there, there, there's so much happening around us that could um, cause us to feel down, to feel fearful about tomorrow and so forth. But um, as leaders, we are expected to provide just that leadership and guidance um, to our peers, to our team, teammates. And let's do that. Let's embrace that positive mindset. Uh, let, let's con continue to always look for the opportunities that may be lurking um, within all the dross that's around us. And as I said before, trust me, um, even in the worst of circumstances, there are always opportunities there. Uh, sometimes we have to um, put on the magnifying glass to look for them, for them, sorry, but they are there. Let's find them and share those with, of course, our teammates, share those with, with um, any individuals who we may be communicating with that may need that kind of guidance. So I think that's the best thing that we could do as leaders. Most definitely. So you don't surrender yourself to the to the chaos around you. Of course not. Dale, I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to chat with me. I know that you're extremely busy. Um, so I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the advice that you've shared with the, um, the listeners of Leading the Ship. And I wish you and your team the best of luck in your future endeavors. And I look out to see your regional expansion um, in the near future. Thank you very much. And thanks for reaching out. And, 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 and thanks for the listeners, for the listeners also. Special thanks to Dale for joining us on Leading the Ship and sharing his words of wisdom on leading in the midst of crisis. Join us again on Leading the Ship as we address leadership and life lessons, all with the aim of creating better leaders and humans in general.